how am I really going to know if they're really cool or if I just think they're cool because they're like, what the fuck is the difference? Like, I don't know. I'm not sure I know. What the fuck is the difference? (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. Uh, Okay. So the dating thing, and even we disagree pretty wildly, but we're willing enough to have an open, open dialogue about this to explore for the betterment, for the betterment of, man. of man or woman. <laughs> Mankind. Mankind. What, about, what about robots? Can so robots have a little love too? And every... Yes. Robots. However however anybody wishes to identify on the planet, yes. All right. Yes, well, <laughs> trans robot, I'm sure sexuality will get in there. and Whatever. I don't, I, I, I'm going to avoid that topic altogether from this point just because I don't want to get canceled. But... Uh, we'll just talk about like men and women specifically for now. Um, yeah, so we were talking together, and I've been deal. I've done with. I've dealt with a lot of people in the dating world, and all kinds of varieties. And I've, you know, I've got some experience myself. From what I can see, doesn't very much at all resonate with what popular culture is teaching. But I have a very weird sample because of the cities that I've lived in, because I'm uh, neurodivergent. And I've seen, and culture has changed like radically over time for me. I one conclusion that I personally come to is that dating is just like it's just it's just totally out of whack because we've been effectively hypersexualized, um, and now like secretly lust kind of controls everything, um, and it's like fucking over a lot of things. Secretly, lust has every has has. Lust has been the prime controller of everything for everything for millennia. I don't. I don't think well, this is new. I don't well, think I think that's not one hundred percent true. I mean, yeah, yeah it has, it's an immense power out there, obviously. But in this case, I'm referring specifically to its overextension to where it becomes unhealthy. For example, um, just like where if it's the case where everything in the world has to like you know bend to the will of you know having sex. Uh, that doesn't seem like a healthy um, situation, but uh, I think Harris said something huh? about that. Like, imagine being carried along every day by just like the whims of sex. Um, but but I but I, I do think it's it's true for me. Yeah, of course, anyway, it's very true for a lot of people, and I mean, it's all over like music and culture and things like that. But anyway, I'd like to get your perspective on um, dating from in the poker world, first of all, but also in what uh what you look for a guy what you think is reasonable for a guy and to to have like what um let's see like how do you even like what's your experiences with online dating like things like that okay well generally speaking my experience with the poker world is kind of interesting because i was very hesitant to date in hmm. the poker world and i I, it, it, when I was coming up in poker, I kind of saw that every woman who was associated in some way with some guy, whether it was her boyfriend or her friend or whatever, they would just attribute her accomplishments to him. Like, oh, he's ghosting her. Or, oh, he taught her or whatever. And that really terrified me. I didn't want anybody to think I was good because I was dating some player who was very good. And so I was, uh, I deliberately did not get involved in any kind of like serious relationship with anybody, which to be honest, I regret. Like I kind of, I kind of should have first just been like, well, f- anyone who thinks that. And secondly, like I probably could have gotten better at poker 
more quickly if like I was dating somebody who was also really passionate about the game and very good and mm-hmm. you know that whole thing um, not that I would date not that I would have dated someone to do that but um, but I kind of just wish I had just done whatever I wanted um, that said I didn't have my accomplishments attributed to anybody else and I watched other other women kind of like have to fight really hard to establish like more legitimacy so um, that said I've always found like the poker characters to be really you know, interesting and dynamic. And, and I, I really like a lot of the personality types. You know, there's obviously the degenerate downsides, but the the kind of character that comes to poker is like usually very thoughtful and rational and logical. And, and I was really lucky to have um, a group of incredibly interesting friends from from this world. And, and uh, obviously there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys who have the same kind of philosophy and, and logical fidelity that I, that I enjoy. So, so uh, it's not that, that I don't like the poker mind. I really do, but I found from dating in the poker world. So later when I did date and I had serious relationships in the, in the poker world, um, I found it to be a little bit imbalanced to be honest, because the, the same sort of like emotional downsides like were things we were both suffering from. And so I didn't really have anybody to go to. And it was also like quite competitive. Like there was all in, in, in a couple of my relationships, it was like, I felt like, um, I couldn't really even talk about poker with them because it it, it was just like this negative thing where like, you know, they had to establish that they were a better player or all this stuff. And, and I didn't, I didn't really like it. So I actually really appreciated dating guys outside mm-hmm. of poker and, mm-hmm. um, Online dating, when I first started online dating, um, I thought it was incredible. I mean, like, I, I know, like, everyone's heard, like, oh, women have it so easy, and, and you know, we do. Uh, but I but I remember it being kind of like this, this, this wonderland of efficiency. I was just like, I can just, like, quickly, like, go through all these people. And I, um, when I first moved to Los Angeles and, and started, you know, going on Tinder and all that stuff, I, I had the time of my life, to be honest. And I think I, I, potentially I was good at selecting or potentially I was just very lucky, but I met, like, awesome people. Like I, I really, really liked everyone I met and, you know, it, it not turning into something serious for one reason or another didn't, you know, have any bearing on that. I did have the worst date of my life from online dating. Um, so I, I can say that I've experienced the other end of the spectrum and it, it it's truly horrifying, but, <laughs> but aside from that one outlier, uh, I, I enjoyed the experience and I, I found it to be super useful. Um, what are, what are your thoughts? Okay. Um, I think you're a bit in the minority, but I'm not sure by how much. I'd have to sample more people. Um, I can tell you that most guys do not have a, a, a fun time on online dating. I'll say that. I don't have a whole lot of experience dating in the poker world because... Or actually, let me think. Um, I mean, I've dated girls that were interested in poker... And that kind of thing. There's not like a whole lot, so there's that. The women are five percent of the field, or so. So it's, yeah, it's a lot harder. there wasn't like a bunch <laughs> to like. I mean, there's all kinds of and there's logistical issues and all kinds of stuff like that. Don't you also feel like you want something different? Like you want someone who's not just the female version of you to date? Well, the fe- like, I don't know. I wanted something else outside of poker. Um, the female. Well, it depends on what you mean by the female version of me. It would be like. Uh, Right, like the female version of me would probably be like the inverse. Like by definition, it would be the opposite of me, but like certain things would be the same, right? Not like, you know, the same person as me, 
but female. Do you know what I mean? So there's that. I do, but but I think that people have a lot of similarities who, who are drawn to this kind of world. And I think you'd be more likely to find the female exact version of you than the inverse of you playing poker. Um, you know? I guess that's true. I don't know. I, I wanted... I, 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 I'm not... I, I don't... It's really not a knock on poker players. Like, I find I find poker players so, so fascinating. But I always just, like, enjoyed dating people out there. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, why not? I mean, I had very, very wild different experiences. Let's put it that way. Um, like, some people are super easy to deal with. And it's like... You don't have to think about anything at all. And then other people are just like, you know, triggered by like almost anything. Um, so it's been really a wide spectrum for me. But I think this is just like, well, I don't know. Maybe guys are the same way and I just don't know. The biggest thing I've noticed and based on the data is that the healthier people are, the better their experiences with them, like period. But when we're talking from like an ideal uh, partner perspective, I would think that someone has to have the traits that you don't have, right? Like probably for me, I would think that I would want someone in a perfect world because I'm not very organized myself. That's not my strength. I'm more like I'm just going after <laughs> stuff and just like full throttle, I'm not like super detail oriented. So I'd want like the female, the ideal female partner for me would be detail oriented or if like um, whatever, like more on the emotional side, or I don't know. That's just my guess. Uh, but yeah, the, the complimentary things are huge for sure. You don't, I, I wouldn't want to date myself. <laughs> I know that I was watching some podcast. I think it was, uh, oh my God, what's his name? We weren't, we talking about this guy before he has a, he has a podcast. He's like Russian American. Yeah. Oh my God. What's his name? Anyway, he was on Whitney Cummings' podcast, and he was like, would you want to date you? And Whitney was like, yes, I would. I'm incredible. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, I would never want to date myself. I would want someone that, 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 I think, I think, I think the, the best philosophy is that you want someone that not necessarily fills in all of your gaps, but that aug you guys augment each other. Yes. I, I think, think that's that the ideal, the, 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 the ideal situation is that yeah. plus maximum healthiness. Um, do you see what I'm saying? Because like someone can be, yes. What do you consider? What do you consider maximum well, healthy? Well, every single attribute has its healthy variations and its unhealthy variations. And all of those are changeable, but there's certain things that are not changeable. For example, you will always be analytical. You're never going to like be someone who's driven. I mean, you're, you're never going to lose your analytical like aspect of yourself and you're always going to have. There's certain like personality aspects that are just always going to be stagnant, um, and there's certain ones that can change. Um, I mean, it varies per person per person, mm -hmm. and like even within people, the degree at which they can change is going to change or going to be different, um, or at least uh, you know unless there's like some mental damage or something like that, right? And then the healthiness is just sure. yeah. is just. Um, it's just like, I don't know how to measure it, but it's like the more, you know, long-term, the more overall like positivity they've got, like almost overall happiness they've got is almost the way to put it. Well, like for example, there's unhealthy communication styles. There's, there's healthy communication styles and unhealthy communication style. And eventually I realized that certain people were advocating this towards me was like, 
in certain contexts, but I, but it was only attracting unhealthy people as well. But it, but a lot of people were unhealthy, which is something like no communication in a lot of spots. But I was slowly realizing this isn't really working. This is driving me crazy. And even though I thought this person know better, knows better than me, I'm really starting to doubt it. And over time, I kind of realized there's probably some other kind of alternative. This is partly why I wanted to have this discussion with you because more to that story, you talked about like neediness, for example, and like this is something that I bet. Wait, what? What kicked it all off? I forgot what kicked it all off because we. You said something we about had a like fundamental disagreement about something. You were saying why are women like shit testing? Guys? No, why do women give bad advice to guys? That was what it was. Yeah, was people give like awful, awful advice. And by the way. Advice. Oh yeah, this this is something we wildly disagreed on. Like I think giving bad advice as like a test and a filter is just an awful way of like like this is just can't be healthy. Oh, it, it is. Oh okay. It, it is, but it's not deliberate. It's not deliberate. I don't think anyone is doing it as like a deliberate machination at all. Oh. I think that that women um, who and also men give bad advice too. Both both sexes give bad advice to the other person. But I think that that the that the bad advice. Um, is is intended to be good in the context of a friendship. Like you value the other person, you believe their traits are are all lovable, and 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 you know the you know the total package there. And that is not necessarily what attracts a mate. I think there are, there are very different things. And so I I think that unfortunately, a result of this like. Um, uh, like let's let's take the idea of consent. Um, I I think that, that that it's interesting because I don't ever I don't really think that what most women want. Of course, there's there's going to be exceptions and and people who prefer specific things. But I don't think what most women want is a is a guy that is asking for consent at every you know step. They want no, they want they someone that is that is that is this psychologically really savvy. <laughs> but they want someone that is psychologically savvy enough to read what is going on um, and, and to understand the, the social nuances of, of the situation. Otherwise, you, get, you find yourself kind of feeling like, ugh, I wish I wasn't going along with this, but you might end up doing so. Or, you know, you might say, no, I don't want to do this. But when I was in, like, college, I was, I was finding myself going along with things all the time because it was just too uncomfortable to extricate myself. Like my my best friend would say these outrageous things like, and then he took his pants off and I was like, nope, and left. And I was like, how could you do that? Like you've gone too far, like you have to keep going. Like there, there, there was some, I, I could not extricate myself or you know he would say something outrageous or do something outrageous that like should make you leave or like you know they presumed a lot or whatever and i would just go along with things all the time because i just felt like oh i i can't i can't get myself out of this and and there's other personality types who who would have had no problem doing that but i i think that women want men to understand and innately know intuitively know how to behave how to approach a situation how to make a move they they want to see that someone has that established within them like and i think that is why when men try like, not not omniscience but just like the maturity is, is, of of social understanding um yeah. i have it i can tell with other people um, why, why can't why can't someone else uh well let's put it this way um Let's let's put it this way. I, I've like, I don't think that uh, there's 
how do I explain? There's really a wide range of social situations and a wide range of possible mistakes to make and things that can be interpreted as mistakes to make. We aren't necessarily and only mistakes in certain ways. And to frame it from the perspective of, yeah, I mean, obviously girls want a guy who's socially mature. That's There's no doubt about that. But first of all, let's just say like it has to do with them specifically. This will like if you're going to look at it from their perspective of like knowing exactly how to be smooth all the time and like say the perfect thing all the time, et cetera, et cetera. It's which, not about that. It's not about that. Well, it's it not about be. learning the route to take through the video game. It's about sitting the video at the video game and just kind of like having a good feel for that. Now, I will say some of that comes from experience, right? Like you can never just like out the gate be like suave and perfect. But if you have if you are socially adept enough you can feel your way into these things and and women can tell if you naturally have it or don't and that's what i mean by like it's almost like an imposter in a herd the men that like do things like um read whatever that book is the game or pick up artist stuff or whatever and they basically approach um these kind of interactions the same way they would like at getting better at at some kind of like other uh inanimate skill is incredibly awkward and off-putting and weird and readable like it, it's so it, it there's it, it's like it's it's kind of like the concept of, of not trying too hard it is readily apparent that people are trying too hard and treating it as a skill and what's the right answer here and what do I say and what gives me an 80% chance of this or whatever and I think it's incredibly off-putting and and people can you can smell that you can smell an imposter in the herd and I think that people want um, this, it, it essentially is a trait. We, you can call it, um, an attribute. It's a very valuable trait, that kind of social navigation. And if you have it, then, then amazing. It's a, you know, it's another, it's, it's not everything with, with male, female interaction, but it's, it's a very prized attribute. And there is a difference between actually having that and gaming your way to that. I think like potentially there are people that I haven't met who arrive so far in their journey that they legitimately are that they legitimately have improved themselves and, and are that, and it doesn't feel fake and it doesn't, it doesn't feel imposterish and it doesn't feel any of those things, but I've never seen it. And so I think it, 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 imagine, imagine it being similar to like makeup or similar to a filter or whatever. You are displaying something that is inauthentic, an inauthentic attribute of yourself. And I think that that, that, is, that, is, that is one of the things, like I, I think when, I think the result of, of having, of women having men conditioned to behave in these like sort of more demure beta, um, beta is a bad word for it, but like, these these less aggressive um just kind of like I, I don't know what's a good what's a good word for it i think it is a bit of a feminizing of the of the more masculine sure. traits i i don't think women on the whole actually want that and so yeah. the the result is that you are left with a bunch of men who are willing to capitulate to that and the original set of men um, who 
authentically have the the desires, but in the packaging that a woman wants. So so you end up having this split of people where you've you've created a great test. You've you've told men, oh, like this is you know women really value X Y Z, but what they really want is like the the person who is socially dominant enough to to do what they want essentially and and read you correctly and know how to navigate that. I think. I think it's actually doing a huge disservice to men. Um, oh, yes. I don't think... I think the trait... I, I think women want men to understand when they want to participate in something or not. They don't want a man to constantly be worried about your consent. But that is almost unteachable, which is kind of like the crazy thing about it. And you could argue that, okay, maybe as a species, we move forward uh, to, to better the situation, to remedy the situation overall by just being more vocal about it, just having it be like a non-subtle thing. But then you're, you start, you're, you're now trying to unravel the fabric of all of the mating dances and, 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 and interplay that, that determines fitness of a mate to begin with. So you can't really do that. Um, I, I'm not really going anywhere with this, but I'm just kind of saying something. Well, it sounds to me like you're saying that basically... I mean, in my view, this is a sort of like duality kind of circling back around in that I think that there's been like a bit of a power grab of sorts going on and it's feminized uh, a lot of guys in a way, or at least that's the message that was received quite a lot. That's my personal opinion. Maybe you don't agree with that. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of evidence. Have you ever heard the joke of like of like a man, uh, the women who don't want the guy cat calling her unless he's really hot and you know well, her age and, and whatever then like she wants she wants it from the fit mates she doesn't want it from someone that that is not of her fitness level yeah it's it's mostly a parody i don't think women enjoy being catcalled at all but yeah. but i think there's a big difference between oh my god this guy thought he could hit on me and like oh wow this guy hit on me like you can have two different levels of potential mate with the same interaction and one's going to re be received positively and one's going to receive be received negatively, right? Yeah. How do you teach that? Yeah. Um, it comes down to they're not that into you. They like it if they're into you. You could do or say anything if they're into case, you. You yes. could make the joke. You could wear the dumb thing. You could, you could say something <laughs> wrong. You could kiss her, whatever. And she's going to think, oh, that's great. He's just like, you know, he's quirky or like, oh, whatever. If she's into you, you can do whatever you want. And if she's not into you, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, no matter how man, many manuals you read, no matter what advice you take, it's not going to work. Like it, that, that's honestly like the, the crux of it. But right, right, yeah. I mean, there's. I a, don't think women are doing men any any service, any favors with the others. Uh, well, a lot of it does come down to. I mean, in my opinion, a lot of it comes down to manipulation. Uh, I don't know if I really. I think there's a nuance to a couple things, but I do definitely agree that a lot of guys have been essentially uh, effeminated or. Their ball, have their balls cut off in some kind of way by the way the messages <laughs> at large at modern society and it's just kind of like the, the opposite end of the the problem of like pressing certain genders too far I think this is a big theme going on but I think there's a couple uh, other themes going on as well um, I think there's a subtlety let's see what you think of this idea I think there's a little bit of a subtlety of what you're saying of like having this like social navigation of sorts because i think social interaction is a lot more open-ended than you might think um and i don't know you have traveled quite a bit right yes yeah yeah 
Well, um, it seems today that uh, that you know having this like social navigation is just like the equivalent of like just coming off cool in some kind of way, right? Um, that's my read on it. Whereas, or cool in a very way that's um, there's a big part of. I mean, it's that's not always the case, but that's a lot of the theme that I, that I've personally seen in the West World specifically. But maybe it's just because I'm like stuck in LA the whole time where it really matters, right? Where like this is like a big value of like just being, you know, like talking in the same kind of way as other people and like not doing anything particularly weird or whatever like that. Whereas in other cultures, it's far more tolerated or like far more like sure. yeah. people don't really care that much mm-hmm. or not, not necessarily fun all the time and things like that. Do you see what I'm saying? There's like a big difference between um, certain first world cultures. I do. I do. I and I have felt that in other cultures, like the more the more quirky, off the beaten path people are not as, you know, ostracized, and and they're not they're not um, they're it doesn't seem to be the same kind of pressure for conformity. Uh, I, I agree, but I also think that what you have with the Western world or. or or, or not even just the Western world, but but really dense population centers with huge varieties of, of people and, and 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 that kind of thing is that you can kind of find your people no matter where they are. If you, if you want to find like-minded people, you, you can. When I moved to LA, everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? Like everyone there is vapid and shallow. And I was like, there's four million people here. I'm sure I can find That's what intellectual, curious interesting people, you know, I thought that was insane. So, so I think what you're saying is true. And I think if you, if you limit yourself to a very narrow, narrow set of people, or if you are the kind of person that, that is unwilling to give up the trappings of, you know, the LA Kardashian-esque lifestyle, but you're trying to find like a very sweet intellectual person in there, you're gonna, you might struggle. And you might find it, but you might you might struggle a lot more than if you're seeking out people who espouse the traits that you desire. You know, so I I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think in practice it's really true, but but I hear I, I know what you mean. Um. Well, I just think I'm looking at I'm looking at this as like an overarching tendency of sorts. Uh, a big thing that I'm trying to say is that the idea of social finesse, um, especially in the world of first world is very different from what it's too like tightly constrained yes it's too tightly constrained and has a lot to do with like the way that things are said that just comes off in a way that's fun and not particularly weird for there are many examples of this if you say just something that sounds like a little bit like in like a bad joke or something you'll like get auto disqualified by a lot of girls so you know um, like, can you can you give us in the audience a, a ba- an example of, of said bad joke? I'd have to like think of it. Like, there's definitely like this is this is really a thing, and specifically, you don't have one to, one that comes to mind. I mean, it's not the case with all for sure. <laughs> um, I don't. I, I've like I've experimented with this a lot. Um, it would be like, but it wasn't even the case in all first world countries. I had a very weird experience with dating myself it would be like in some countries like i didn't have to do f-ing anything and like at all it, my experience was really wildly different like some countries like i didn't even have to say anything i just could be on my phone and that would be like enough and women would just flock to you uh well not flock to me <laughs> but it would never be like an issue you couldn't you couldn't bat them away well it's it's just <laughs> yeah. like 
Yeah. But then other then in other countries, or like, um, yeah, it was just like in the U.S. specifically, it would be like you'd have to have like really how great the if you if like what mattered a lot was like a great connection, for example, or like you'd have to find. Um, it, it depended for each, obviously, but that was like a big factor. I have a theory. I have a theory. I, I I would guess that you could have potentially done better in other countries because you're more fringe, like oh, yeah. so you're more like socially fringy quirks and stuff were seen as like a foreign American thing rather than like, oh, he's different than other <laughs> Americans. Seriously. No, I think you're right, sure. actually. Like I, I couldn't tell you like, like if I'm, if I was dating somebody from, uh, you know, especially someone like who I didn't speak the native language of. How am I really going to know if they're really cool or if I just think they're cool because they're like, what the fuck is foreign? the difference? Like, I don't what? know. I'm not what sure the I know. What is the difference? Exactly. I don't know. But there's, you're, you have, it's like we're, we're calibrated as, as humans to, um, actually this is kind of, I, I was, I was learning about this from another podcast I was listening to about like the, the actual granular problems with with social media and Instagram on which is the comparative scale that humans were never meant to compare themselves to um to to millions of people you were meant to compare yourself within your own society absolutely but the but but the the scale of society was was much smaller and so these these huge vast comparative um environments lead to immense dissatisfaction um, well, for a, for a variety of reasons, but but I think that that in the in the dating pool, if you are comparing your partner's behavior or your potential partner's behavior to other males in the immediate you know vicinity, that it, 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 when you have people with more consistent qualities overall, you might be able to discern that like, oh, it's a bunch of American guys your age from this city with this kind of wealth level and blah, blah, blah. It's different than if you have like one American and one Colombian and one Japanese guy. Like it's like, how do you really compare those people? You really can't. You just kind of give up and go with it. <laughs> the, the, there's 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 less commonality among traits to compare. Well, yeah, I mean. yeah. Um, there's a huge like, uh, what is the word? Um, a huge bias also going on from social media that is wildly unnatural where you know like it's very easy to think something i believe the term is availability heuristic think something is like super available and i guess from a certain perspective it is um i don't really know what this looks like from women because yeah. i'm pretty sure that women don't aren't like out there most women aren't out there at least well i don't know i think that there's like some exceptions to this but most women aren't i mean i don't know i hear mixed things actually uh what they're not out there doing like meeting what? guys through just like random guys through Instagram. They like friends of friends, sure, but not really um, like random guys they message on Instagram. It doesn't seem like it's happening that um, much. Not usually, but if you're a pro basketball, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's the exception. A girl, yeah, she's gonna she's <laughs> gonna go out with you. Yeah, but um, but aside from that, um, the answer is is really no, and it's it's more because it's it's more because of the the prevalence, like. Like women are, especially like women who choose to have like a public profile on Instagram and stuff are just getting DMs all the time from all these randoms. Like, I don't know why. I guess like these, I guess people legitimately think they might as well shoot their shot, right? Like it could happen to somebody. But I do, but I feel like the opposite isn't true. I feel like if a girl were to reach out to a guy, it would be, it would be taken way more seriously. But that's because of the scarcity as you. Just so you know, like to. girls will reach out 
and not be very serious too quite a bit i just don't know that that happens they say like hey i want to go out on a date with you and then they say psych like what happens (laughs) it's just like talk to you and then but there's like massive logistical issues because like you know you find them on the internet a lot of time and um like that's been where on the internet are we finding them like i'm talking on instagram uh, but uh, I'm not a I'm not exactly so a pro Instagram basketball player, just so you know. But like, definitely have had a lot of like. I mean, to be fair, you have you have quite a lot of status in in your own way. You know, you you are. I would I think that that many women kind of like looking at at domains would find your, you know, dominance in this domain similar. It's not, of course, you don't have like the same status as a pro basketball player, but it's a smaller version of that. You know, you have status in your field. And I think that is probably a big asset. Truly. I've, I've noticed and I've... Also consider like in the field. Yeah, yeah. Is like, is like, is like your average woman going to want to date someone? Let's say, let's say your average woman who, who is in the poker field to begin with, which there aren't that many, but let's just say whoever it is, and they have their pick of the other 95% of the field, let's just say they're attractive and fun and interesting, are they more likely to go for the person who has clearly demonstrated a lot of intellectual dominance and superiority and, and competition and 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 is at the top, or are they going to choose, you know, a one-two grinder who is hoping one day it'll happen for them? Like, not even, not even. I, I don't even mean just for resources and, and financial reasons. I mean for, for what that says about their, their skill, their, their attributes, their, their value as a as a mate. I think that that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, uh, it should work. I mean, I presume it should work a bit that way. I think there's like more to the story, to be honest, especially if. I was wondering, like, how to uh, balance that equation. I think there was a hypothetical solution of sorts, but it's very difficult. Um, how to balance what equation? Balance this uh, the the equation of like uh, most of the guys or the guys that are dominant in their particular fields getting like you know all the girls, sort of so to speak, because this is kind of like the long term solution of what you're talking about. I think that women like their partners to display fitness. And I think that fitness comes in a million different arenas, right? Social fitness, physical fitness, uh, professional fitness, competitive fitness, like all of that stuff. And I think being um, dominant in, a, in your field of choice displays a lot of that. Right. And I think, I think that is, a, is something most women find very sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, think, I don't know if it works universal. the same for men. I don't think if men care... Like, are, like, would do you care if, if your potential partner is, like, I can't imagine a guy not dating a girl because she's not as good, you know, she's not as successful in her field as someone else. It doesn't really seem like, like a typical thing. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's, it doesn't seem like the same kind of status-y it thing. It doesn't necessarily, it matters a little bit. Uh, let's put it this way. It matters more long-term for wanting to lock someone up. Mm. Uh, especially attributes like being easy to deal with and um, being kind. But that's not that's not dominance in your field. Yeah, like, but it's still like an not, important character that's not, trait. That's not, she's... Well, it's more like healthiness, you know what I mean? 
Right, but but it, are you finding like you know the CEO way more attractive than like middle management? Are you finding you know the woman that has millions of dollars in tournament earnings more attractive than the woman that just like sometimes plays for fun? Like you're probably not using those as as demonstrators of value as much as maybe like the softer parts of interaction, like more like social skills and yeah. You know, physical fitness. Well, let's put it like this, like and it, it also hints at the solution in the other direction too. Uh, is that if someone was really socially savvy, um, I would like be—I wouldn't be as physically attracted to them. I'd be more—I wouldn't really necessarily be physically attracted to them, but I would like consider them more like, oh, maybe I should lock this person down, because that—that that definitely happens. You're saying if you weren't physically attracted no, to someone, no, no, no. or you're like, saying that, that literally their social savvy makes them less. No, attractive. no, it doesn't. It doesn't affect the attraction. So, if it like it, there's two things, right? There's there's I want to have you know I'm physically attracted to someone. Plus, there's I want to be with this person for a long time, right? But the trait that you mentioned, mm-hmm. if it's like you know social finesse or how mature their communication is, or like how like uh, good of a partner they are, like all these kinds of things, all these traits that are often neglected or just totally ignored in the uh, first world. To be honest, not not totally ignored, but like by a lot of people, just don't give a fuck, don't don't care about these kinds of traits. Um, all those traits are helpful for keeping someone, uh, in my view, and a lot of guys' view. I think I, almost I universally. Hear you. Yeah. But they aren't the the primary attractors. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, they're not the like the physical attractors. The physical attraction is actually like pretty straightforward. And at least for me, it's like super predictable. I don't know what it's like for other guys. And as far as like the things you were talking about, it didn't really seem like, at least in the Western world, like only really extreme versions of what you're talking about seem to matter a lot. But I'm not 100% sure about that. That's just based off of like, what I have witnessed is that uh, really like obvious superficial things mattered more, but maybe it's just because I'm like stuck in LA and Vegas and I'm like not really, maybe it's just my sample because I'm just in LA, Vegas, Dubai, and then like London, like the f***ing, all the most toxic places in the world. I'm like, maybe, you know, what if I listen? Why are they all the most toxic places in the world? Some, I mean, Vegas is tough because it's you know a very tran- it's a transient you, you city. You don't right? think like, LA is up there? Everyone's there. To you don't think you, you said it yourself? Like this is no. the reputation. You don't think it's up there? The reputation is that way because of Hollywood and and because of like media. Um, but I I actually have not had that experience at all personally. Oh, oh well, um, Hollywood and and I don't think many of my friends have as well. Hollywood ish, sure, but that's just like a subset oh. of LA. Like LA has so many other different oh, people here for so many other different reasons i i i don't it's it's too big of a city i think to make that generalization i think london is the same way i mean you're you're talking about world cities you're talking about huge world cities like i i honestly feel like it should be the other way like i feel like if you can't find love there <laughs> it's going to be tough for you in the smaller places although although um potentially value uh, different values may lead people down different roads. Like, you know, in a small town, it might, the landscape looks different, right? The, the social landscape is, is different. The, the vibe is different. The, the opportunities to meet people are different. The selection criteria, the comparative elements, et cetera. Um, 
I don't know. I think that that maybe it's kind of like the way I might think about this is like when people ask what day one of the main event they should play. And like <laughs> it's like, OK, day day one D is going to have the most people. Right. So therefore, you're going to have the worst players and the best players and the most variants. Like you're going to have the, the widest, the widest scope of people in the bigger cities. The, the more people, the, the bigger the scope. So I feel like the more kind of, if you know that you lean in, in a specific way, if you know, like I, I tend to do very well with these types of people and I know where they're found, right. Then maybe you won't do great in a big city. But if, if you're kind of like, I don't know, the more, the more like unique and quirky and interesting people I think are going to do better finding an appropriate counterpart to them with a bigger set of people. That just seems reasonable to me mm. the more people available i mean finding someone you if they were to like randomly like match perhaps but i don't think well if there's some kind of way for them to like gather perhaps but i don't think there's a lot of like medium do you think it's just so toxic like when, when you say toxic do you think do you just think like the the culture is so like uh i don't even know what the word i'm looking for is but but that the culture of the the city is actually more negative than other yes. places due to its extreme size and like status on its um, own. Um not necessarily extreme size. For example, New York is not as toxic as LA or Dubai or or Why London. Not? At least in my experience. Why not? That doesn't make any sense. Um that's just Why not? I mean, I think London is the least toxic of the cities I just mentioned. Um all kinds of reasons like it's just my experience from being around there's just like way less bullshit in New York and just I, I've only heard I've, it, I mean, it's, it's basically it's even like the I mean I guess I have a small sample if you really think about it that's just my experience but also it's just philosophically right? it's, anecdotal. Huh? it's anecdotal it's it's just it's just anecdotal which is which is you know mine's anecdotal too but I think I have data on my side I think that it just makes more sense that the more the, the more variety of people you have in one place, the the more you have to choose from, the more, you know, the more people will fit with you. I, I don't, I'm not sure I subscribe to the toxicity of, of the culture. I think that it, it's going to probably break down similarly across cities. I think there are, of course, some cultural things. Like in, in New York, you're going to find people that really love theater because Broadway is there. You're not going to find that as much in LA because it's not like so much of a thing there. So if that's important to you, like then that actually is a big difference of the city. And come to think of it, um, that is actually a reason I loved people in New York so much. Um, but I, I think in general, if you are just looking for like the more the more combinations of traits that you like are just going to exist among bigger data sets uh prove me wrong well okay um <laughs> for one thing it, i'm willing to have my mind changed well for one thing it's like wildly my experience this way just so you know in like really really polarizing ways that i've described a bit um in that they would describe the extremities of like what would happen between dating in these different cities um in addition what was i gonna say yes like if you were to like look at things randomly that's true but the way that people congregate congregate isn't necessarily random and it takes some kind of like some it takes it's harder for example for someone um it would be harder for someone who's like not necessarily a social butterfly to like meet people 
let's just say there's a bunch of introverts out there, you know, like that would not be like these people aren't going to like, they're not going to congregate based off of that. They're going to one use online dating, which is very much a zero. A lesson. Just, when people match, it's not based off like their quirkiness or whatever, for the most part. It's a little bit, but it's more based off of like, I don't know about it's that. It's based off of first pictures. I once had a guy, I once saw a guy on Tinder who was laying down sideways on a bed and he had like his legs kind of like in this, you know, one of those like classic, like kind of like porno ways, but in front of his, like right in front of him was a laptop open to a picture of a fireplace with like a fire going Mm -hmm. on. And it was just so fucking funny and eccentric. Like this guy was not my type at all. Like I would have never normally matched with him, but I was like, yes. This guy is so funny. Oh, it was just, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm describing the picture right, but it was hilarious. Like there's lots of ways to show personality, I think, um, even even visually. But I would also argue, wouldn't you say that for introverts, online dating is potentially the best thing that could have ever happened no, to them? definitely not. Why? They're going to struggle. Introverted people are going to struggle when forced to be in extroverted social situations. Why, why not? Um... It's only the case, I would say it's, um, well, let's put it like this. The, online dating is not good for anyone except, like, people that, nah, I don't know. If, actually, I don't agree. There's a few subsets that it's good for, but specifically, like, the top most attractive people, that's proven by data, obviously them. It's, pr- it's also very good for people that are able to, like, finesse the system, and like you know, maybe don't have that much time on their hands to go out. Sure. Like those two specific subsets, and um, I don't know. Like you're even a bit of an outlier, but I don't know a whole lot about women's experience. Um, but most people haven't reported. reported very I just positively. think like I've had it. I've had excellent experience. But that aside, I think that it's very hard to argue with the sheer number of people that you can interact with and see and go through that you would just never have time well, that's to, what I thought myself. to do so in, in the real world. Like that, that seems really hard to argue with. And if it requires a bit fin- of finessing of the system, I would argue so does meeting people in real life and it's much slower and, and more, uh, more cumbersome and takes so much time to like think about like the natural ways you would meet the same number of people. You know, you'd go out with your friends and maybe you'd strike up with a conversation with someone. And then of those people, maybe a couple would want to give you their number. And of those people, a couple would actually respond I to agree. you. And of those people, a couple would actually well, go out with you. Like it's also work in theory. But but it's the same thing. It's the same thing, except for two things. One, it takes infinitely longer, way longer, which I think is is actually a huge drawback of the in-person thing. And two, the the one downside is that people who you might have actually had wonderful connections with to to which physicality might not have played such a important part, those people you never get to meet because you, you may pass them over. But I think that's okay. And I think I'm willing, I think anybody should be willing to pay that price to have an overall bigger, better, easier sample size. And I, I just, I find it so hard to believe that if you're trying to find, I mean, I mean, for every reason, right? If you're trying to find someone, something casual, it's infinitely available. If you're trying to find something very serious and you're trying to find the right partner for you, you just get to meet more people who, 
who could be that person. You know, it's, 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 it's a very a, difficult there's, thing. There's a thing that this is like so. it doesn't work this way. Um, the biggest problem with this is that you're you're yeah that was my that would have been my thought too but basically the um and this is like the thing where it's kind of the same thing that's happened with modern society where like the standards go up and up and up and up and you know now like at some point it's just like far more difficult overall to be satisfied by like a certain number let's put it that way sure um, I, I agree that's the I biggest agree problem but is that enough of a drawback to 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 like i thought you were going to say i the answer i think is no i think even with all of its drawbacks it's just like it's it's still worth it but i thought you were going to say something which i'm actually curious to think if if maybe i'm curious to know if you do think so if there's anything that's like cobra effect in dating are you familiar with that term in online what's that What's cobra so effect? So the cobra effect is something, um, it, it's like, it's, I don't know what time period it's from, but it was, I think it's in India when cobras um, were becoming like a, a problem in the streets of India. And there was a, a law made that if, uh, if you caught cobras, like for every cobra skin you had, you'd get paid by the government. So they thought this mm -hmm. would motivate people to eliminate the cobras and, and, you know, take care of the problem internally. But what actually happened is that people started breeding more cobras for the monetary re reward. And so I was wondering if you thought that there was something similar happening in dating, like where it's meant to provide all of these benefits X, Y, Z, but actually has the counter effect and more. I, I don't currently believe that, that the bad effects outweigh the good at all. I think it's pretty... Um, I think it's pretty lopsided towards towards good, but I but I feel like you might have something to say in the other way, Cobra effecty. Um, the general experience for I think the system, I think there's some version of like working the system for everyone if you're like specifically focused on doing it, but I don't think it's what you think. Like I definitely think, for example, that most guys have got no goddamn shot in the USA. And that most of the guys are, you know, well, maybe I, it's hard to say. I think if like a lot of guys do do something, they'll like in almost in almost all situations they can like figure something out, but it won't be very easy. It'll be very hard for most of them. In addition, they will. Um, but the far easier solution for them to exit for them to have is just go somewhere else. Um, Let me ask like you this: that. Do you think? Do you think that? Um, the segment of the population that would typically be struggling absent the dating apps, the segment of the population that would be struggling in person, that would have a tough time meeting women at a bar or at a social event or whatever, they would, they would struggle there. Do you think they struggle more online than they would have in person? I don't. Yes, I, yes, I actually definitely think that. It'd be yep. really interesting for you to see for yourself. Uh... Okay, so I guess what what comes next is is we do this in person, where I look through your Tinder or your Hinge or whatever, and we see how you do, and we see <laughs> what what's the experiment. I would like to see for myself, actually. How do we do that? Actually, that would that would be very interesting. Um, that would be very interesting in uh, certain contexts. It's very different. You know, even you know what apps. we can prove. You That's know what so we funny. can prove. We can I, we can. Here's how we can we can do this. The control is you, right? You and your experience on dating apps. I take over your dating apps. I have 
all of the restraints that you have. I have, I have the, the, the situate, the male, female imbalance. I have like whatever, what I, you know, maybe even we'll stick to like some of your opening lines or some of your quirks or whatever, but I'll just do, we'll see if I can do better. And if, if I do, then it's, then it's a test of cycle. It's a, it's a test of social fitness and it has nothing to do with the app hampering, um, dating prospects, especially for men. And if it doesn't, then you've, then you've proven your point that it's just, there's, there's a... I would put some money on this. I, I think okay. uh, there's a few different possibilities going oh. on, but it'd be very okay, emotional I can't for wait. you. Because, <laughs> put some money on like this. I said, my, Mike's... I'll put some money on it for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll put some... and But there's some weird details. For one thing, and this is also, by the way, a byproduct of what has happened in today's world, is that my tastes are like... First of all, my tastes are like... I, I, I cannot date... Like, if, if I'm like even mildly or even like if a girl is like an eight out of 10 for me, it's like a no go. This is how ridiculous <laughs> I go. Um, because dude, Why? I, I'm serious. Why? Because ridiculous. I, I told you the expectations I've gone through the roof and I've also had a very particular, a very weird experience with my emotions getting toyed with where it's like kind of shut me off to a lot of people. A lot um, of non-tens, a lot of a lot of nines and eights have have burned their opportunity with you. I mean, <laughs> no, more like my. It's actually more like the opposite. I've really like, I've had a very f-ed up relationship with emotions for the most part. Getting like, getting close with people. It's it's actually quite a. a, a it's an in, it's a weird story. It's uh, got some positives too. It's it's an interesting one, I think. But um, yeah, let's just say that, uh, and like, you know, I've been with plenty of girls, whatever. So um, my tastes are very specific uh-huh. and that changes things, especially in the US. Another thing, I'd be very interested to do this, by the way. I'd also like to see what you think, just because between apps and between in real life, even in the same city, I'll get wildly different results. Sure. It's very yeah. strange. For sure. Um, I, I, like, I've even... And it might even be, you might even discover something on accident, which would be interesting just because you'd be coming at it from a totally different angle. So I'm kind of curious. Because I it's cannot like, wait. It, I yeah, want to do this. This is, this is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> I want to I wanna see what you think too, because I think it'll be very eye-opening. I think um, that, that if yeah, you have, if you've come across, if what you're saying is that you have success that by any normal, me- or, or that, that, that you by any normal metric would achieve pretty good success on online dating yet you simply cannot bear to go out on a date with anyone who you deem is less than a 10 out of 10 then that seems like a pretty easy no, expectation no, no. to adjust no that's not that's not exactly true and also by the way I've, I've been with the people that essentially were like my 10s out of 10 so it like makes me like you know less like it's harder for me to be satisfied, which is I like, ah, Yo, I think I've, I'm broken I've too. been with like guys like I've, I've been with like the pinnacle in every, uh, you know, every domain, you know, the hottest guy I've ever seen, the smartest guy I've ever met the whoever. And those actually like, I, I've had this discussion with some friends recently and I feel like the person that you want, like I think about it like mortal Kombat. I think, I think about how, you know, do you, do you ever play that growing up and you could like select the different characters it's, it's the same principle in a lot of video games. You select the different characters and they're good in one thing, but they're bad in another. So you might have someone that's like a 10 in this one way that really stimulates you, but they're a f***ing one, 
two, one, one in the other ones. Or you have like a, you know, a nine here and a seven there, but it's like really low in the other ones. What you really want um, is someone who's like eight, eight, seven, eight, eight. Like that's what you really want. If, if you find these people that like- Really? Are the, the data doesn't absolutely. support that. If you, if you find these people that are extreme in one way, Firstly, that you tire of that because it, it's it's too much saturation. You just return to the mean hedonic treadmill. But but secondly, you you become very fixated on on the lack on the. It, it's not like you you think like something is so important to you, right? Like you think like oh you know I need this. It has to be a ten out of ten. But you realize how deficient. I mean this is this is this is very pervasive across all domains like models and like people who are incredibly successful in like specific ways where they got lots of attention don't always develop their personality in other ways like like y y they just don't have to to get the, the oh, kind yeah, of social attention sure. they need and so that's the same that's the same here that's i think the sure. people that ultimately make the most satisfying partners are very satisfying to you on multiple levels even if they're not 10 out of 10 on any individual one um and that has been my experience. Like, like you know, I, I've had experiences where I've dated like this absolute smartest person, best intellectual intellectual connection you could ever find, and and it's like you know transcendent. But everything else like is not great. You can't be with that person. You just you cannot. And and that is that has been something that I have found to be to be very true. And I think that if you but it's also like if you meet the person, right, with the right combination of things, then you might easily say, oh, yeah, you know, they're not 10 out of 10 this, but like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, maybe it's, maybe it's just that you haven't met somebody who, who does that. But I think that people looking for 10 out of 10 in any individual way is, is not going to result in high numbers for the other important traits. I was just speaking from like a physical attraction standpoint or whatever. I, me um, too. But, uh, Okay. Physical attraction is well, one by of the way, the data, one of them. The data doesn't seem to support what you're saying, by the way. Anyway, okay. so the data suggests that, first of all, um, I mean, I'd have to, like, it'd be really crazy if I had to look through it, but the data suggests that the most attractive people get, like, bar and fi, bar fi in the way, bar far and away the most attention. It's not even close. And then from they there... Did, but that's, they do, but um, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the most individual attention. I agree with you, of course. But I think that, that the interest in that is very short-lived. I think that I that mean, wanes it, like very quickly if there's nothing else to support that. Or is, maybe that's is for it enough? women. Um, that's true. You're right. It's yeah, more I mean, prized in this case, I don't for men. Know. It's more of a statusy thing to have a, a, hot, a hot woman. But... Um, I hear you on that, but I, I think that data, if we're talking about what the data supports, it's the success of getting like a date or a match or whatever, right? It's not the long-term relationships. It's not the 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 satisfaction longer term. The, is it? Uh, well, I read a book called, uh, what was it? Oh, man, I forgot the name of this book, but I'll, I'll uh, something like Everybody Lies is by the same author of this guy and he ran the data on this and he found that He found only a few major things. He found that firstly the people did, that did far, by far the best period in getting dates were the most attractive. It wasn't even close. Depressingly, it was, it was actually... Absolutely, 100%. But that's true for the real world too, like absent online dating. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and then after that, he said that you may have been given this advice to improve yourself in all these different ways, but the data does not suggest that it helps. The data suggests that what matters is something like niche 
uh, to pick your like niche and really focus on it. And by the way, this was kind of like my experience also in a way, like when I dyed my hair blue and when I did extreme things like dress like this a bit more, like I would get like, uh, if specifically when I dyed my hair blue, people made fun of me for that. But like, like I got like way, like tons of action from that. Um, specifically, it was like, oh, what the f uh, well, it I don't suggests know it that was. you're dangerous. You know, it's, it suggests that you're dangerous and you can't be held back. And like, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, extreme behavior suggests the opposite of timidity, right? It's it suggests oh, a more problem. aggressive, right? It suggests it outwardly suggests a more aggressive kind of dominant personality. I think. So that's not a um, surprise. something like that. And also, that. you're signaling. You're signaling to your to your group, right? You're signaling to the kind of people you want to attract. So, so the blue hair signal you're uh, right actually it seemed to work that way as a matter of fact uh, other blue pair people seem to be out my alley uh, or <laughs> colored people <laughs> I don't actually yeah, but, agree I, I would I would want to see this data set because I don't believe that improving yourself in a lot of aspects has no has no uh, benefit I would say that's my experience by the way if, if you want to talk about physical fitness every guy every single fucking guy could vastly improve his his prospects by getting in shape. You cannot prove me. You you cannot make me think otherwise. It it's transformative for for men's attractive. Just so how so, hard do you? Uh, one thing I want to, one thing I want to, um, uh, one thing I think that you don't understand that women don't get understand is like what. First of all, this isn't stated, so you know it'd be really nice if you stated this publicly, even though there's a few caveats to this. As someone who's like been through this myself, I would like to even talk a little bit about it myself. It's um, how hard do you think this is to do to improve your stat to look like the Instagram models on uh, for for a guy? Hard? How hard do you think without steroids? Um, I actually don't think that that extreme is necessary. I will say it is more difficult for women to get in the similar level of fitness than for men. I think we have a, a much tougher time, but I would, I would, I know it's incredibly difficult. It's a fucking full-time job, but I don't, I'm not saying Instagram status. I'm saying if you take your average, like probably like slightly overweight, oh. not strong person oh, yeah. and they clean up their act, they lose 30 pounds and they gain some muscle, transformative. You don't have to, of course, the more you go, the, 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 right. the but it's diminishing returns, right? It's, it's like, it's logarithmic. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, it's. I agree completely. So that that example alone is proof to is proof of that guy's statement being incorrect, just just because it's it's so prevalent and it's it's so obvious. Maybe you know? he's like. Um, yeah, maybe he's maybe like. It, it could that. be the maybe case. Maybe he's talking that, about like personality improvements or like you know stuff like that. Well, he's talking but, about personality improvements. Yes, not getting in shape. I not getting in shape and not accumulation of wealth or status. Those are very. Those are very. Um, transformative things and so if you work on those three things wealth status um, maybe humor you could work on a little bit I don't know but wealth status appearance is 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 huge transformative absolutely like any guy I would say truly that... any guy any guy who disagrees with me any fucking guy who disagrees with me here I will issue a challenge and I will put as much money behind it as you want if you who's not in shape you get in shape and see if your prospects changed it's it's not, it's, it's, it's not, a, no one's going to take me up on it. It's not up for contention. And also it doesn't even matter. Like if you don't think that you're like, you have a beautiful face or whatever, it just doesn't matter. Like the, the male body is such a big attractor. Like, and it, it just does so much. Like I've seen, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like it's, it's really, truly ridiculous. 
I, I gotta go. I, um, I gotta get to Vegas. I, so let's let's. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I wanna I wanna see I I I, I mean. I want to see. I don't disagree with you, by the way. I just really want to see how big of a difference some of these things make. Because maybe, you know, what I'm starting to think maybe you're right. Maybe a bunch of guys are just fucking slobs, and uh, that's what's going on. And <laughs> maybe, maybe my my group. my experience. I, I'm kind of. I do a couple things. I want to test this, and let's find a group I of people also and let's I want teach to teach them the right things. Let's let's get them in shape and let's teach them the right things. I want to do this. Actually, women say not the things women say. You should improve about yourself to shit test yourself, but like the real. The real things that, like, I know, I, I know that that, uh, yeah, that yes, absolutely. <laughs> let's find okay. it. Let's find I think group. um Best subjects. I just wanted to see what f-ing happens. I, I just want to see what the difference is made because I do let's think. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, and I do think that girls would just be like, "Dude, you need to get in shape." What, like, dude, if you got in shape, like, reconsider. Like, and no girl is going to tell you that. Sake. A girl is not going to tell you that. A girl is going to say like, "Oh, I wasn't really feeling it." Like, "Oh, whatever." They're not going to say, "Well, dude, like, if you got in great shape, like, this interaction might have been different." Like, they're not going to say that. No one's going to tell you that. Your friends aren't going to tell you that either. Maybe like, maybe like your real friends would, would be like, "Dude, you, you should get in shape, and it'll it'll be different." But like. And also just like that shit is hard. Like I'm not making light of that. It's very hard. It's it's a especially if you're, you know, in your 30s, it's fucking hard. And it takes a lot of the joy uh, it's out not of that life. Hard to get, <laughs> um it's not super hard to get in like pretty good shape, but to right, get, to get in, in like Instagram shape, model yeah. shape. To get in Instagram but, model shape is like very hard, very. But it's very also hard, hard if, if you're if you're the kind of person that has never really prioritized fitness, you know, and you you're just kind of you've got to where you are, and and your body likes that. Like the set point theory is real. The the uh, it, 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 it's hard. The whole the whole thing is hard. So I, I don't want to make light of that. Like oh, just snap your fingers and you'll get all the women. But with reasonable amounts of effort in the domains that matter, I believe improvement can be made.